0: From the LiveX studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me, as always, is my co-founder here at Cheesehead TV, Mr. Corey Banky. I'm coming to you live from the podcast studio in Midtown Manhattan. Corey joins us live across the street from Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and we are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? The autumn wind was definitely
1: a raider on Monday night, and today we try to figure out what went wrong before heading into the bye week. Bye week. Bye week. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got
0: the good. We got A.J. Dillon finally trucking fools on the way to his end zone. We got the bad. We got Jordan Love throwing interceptions. We got the ugly. We got Matt LaFleur, whose team is a mess. Uh, Matt's got a lot of work. Got a lot of work ahead of him prior to the bye week, heading into the bye week, through the bye week, coming out of the bye week. A lot of work to do. Corey, that was a. That was, a, that was an unfortunate game to head into the bye week with. I don't it like was. losing heading into the bye and having to stew on it for like two weeks. No, I'm not a fan. Not a fan, Corey. Not a fan. But no. you know what I am a fan of? What's that? That's right. Well, carry the G, baby.
1: Mm. Nice. I'm, I'm going to actually start <sighs> drinking after this show, so I'm going to wait.
0: That's good. That's good. Probably, probably a good call. Uh, but I you actually, know how we start I think this show,
1: yeah, we start with hotness, but I do want to say I've, I've, uh, mm-hmm. I do feel like the show's better because I don't, I've been, I've been waiting to imbibe. So I think it's, I think it's better. So let me know what you think in the comments. Been better this year or should I be imbibing? <laughs> uh,
0: and, these are the, these are the, these are the data points we need to look at to find out how the show is doing. <laughs> Should are uh, do we right do now, better when we're alcoholics
1: gentlemen. or is it better when we're not? No, I love I love there. interrupting right, you. I love interrupting time. you when you're it's like trying time.
0: to say it. Let's get to the hotness. <laughs> Damn it! Oh yeah! Time for the hot. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, even after a loss, there are plenty of plays that you can point to, moments, things that transpire, and you can say, damn, that's the hotness. And there were a few contenders this week, but I'm going with Rudy Ford's interception for a couple different reasons. Not only did he do a great job of undercutting this throw, it's a poor throw, no doubt about it, but undercutting this throw and utilizing his physicality after the catch, And the fact that the pressure in Garoppolo's face basically is what makes him throw this. But also for the fact that if Rudy Ford doesn't pick this ball off, Rasul Douglas will look at Rasul drop off his guy up there. And it's like he would have picked it off too. Like Garoppolo should be charged with two interceptions on this play. Because two dudes would have picked this off. But now you see from the end zone angle here, you got Ford breaking. Now look at the pressure. Like that's it. He sees two dudes coming at him, and Garoppolo's like, Aah! and then he just chucks it. And that's an interception. If we would have got one more interception, we would have won. By the way, just one more. That 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 is true. That that is correct. That is true. Their uh, lack of getting another turnover certainly hurt them in this regard. Tough game, man. Tough game. I'm tr- I'm I'm trying not to dwell. I'm trying not to stew, but it's hard. It's hard. That's a tough one, man. That's a bad football team in the Raiders, and we just lost to them. And Pretty much tells you that uh, the Packers aren't a very good team at the moment. Now, what you are on October 11th is not what you're going to be in January when the season is over and your record is tabulated. But right now, sitting here in early October, Packers are a bad football team. I don't think you can argue that. Mm, I would argue that we're not bad, though. I don't think we're bad. God bless you. Let's get the Packers news. We're not We're not Packers Here's news. the thing. Here's
1: the thing. I was going to wait till defense, mm-hmm. but we're not bad right. from a statistical standpoint.
0: Well, and you remember what Mike McCarthy said? Statistics are for losers. So, you know, I, I it, it's, you know, hair of the dog or whatever.
1: I'm just saying, like we're not statistically bad. So I just love how people are like, okay, I'm being honest, I'm being objective. But if you are, the data points don't point to that. So also, we've been within, we've been within striking distance on both uh, losses, uh, three losses that we had. So
0: I don't know. I'm a little, well, I'm a little more positive losses. than other people. Well, I won't, I won't, I won't call that Detroit game within striking distance. But I hear what you're saying. I, I we're not going to beat Detroit this year. I'm. Uh, here's the thing, like. We are not going
1: to beat right. Detroit this year, okay? Like, that's not probably. happening. Detroit you never know, is the... but probably. I mean, I, I hope we do, but, uh, but I'm okay putting yeah. that in the loss column right now. And also, the other thing right. I like to I say, hear. and it's in October, is to the point of, like, you're not as bad as you are because it's when it all gets tabulated – you know, say right. what you want. I know you're going to say you're going to say the Raiders are the worst team in the NFL. We talked about this in happy hour last night, but we you don't know the know Bears how are bad the, the worst r- team in the NFL. We know that. That's Come true. Now. But we the don't Bears know are. how bad the Raiders are, just like we don't know
0: how good or bad we are at this point in the season. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, correct. The, right now, though, playing a football game, the Packers aren't very good. You know, I don't think that's telling tales out of school. I don't think that's being negative. I just think that's objectively true. I mean, they I, scored 13 I, points against one of the worst defenses in the league. I'm sorry, I that's a pretty bad football team. Well, a bad football team, bad offense. So just quibbling.
1: Also, our special teams is the best <laughs> it's been in a decade. By the way, hey, maybe, hey maybe, they were better maybe on two Sunday. decades, or Monday. maybe two. decades. They were better on Monday maybe night. Two decades. I'll, I'll give them maybe that. Maybe two decades um, on Monday. Also. Kurt Benkert can fuck right off. I'm just going to say that just to start the show. So I never really liked him. Everybody liked Kurt Benkert, and I never really liked him. I always wondered why Packer fans liked him so much because he wasn't a very good quarterback, and I feel like he was kind of thirsty. And what he said about Matt LaFleur is thirsty as fuck. So it's clear how thirsty he actually is about you know life in general.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so getting to Packers news. <laughs> Quay Walker and Darnell Savage have avoided serious injury. Hopefully. I mean, we'll see. You never really know with the way they are so cagey about injuries these days, but LaFleur did indicate Walker with a knee injury, Savage with his calf injury should be uh somewhat I'm not gonna say like able to bounce back right away, but the indication was there's a chance both of them could be available against the Broncos after the bye week. So if you're going to suffer a not serious injury, the week before the bye week is the time to do it. Hopefully they get Walker and Savage back out there um, in two weeks' time. Uh, And then just a little bit of house cleaning here, the Packers released Patrick Taylor after his five-target performance on Monday night and re-signed Justin Hollins. Um, Just basically – shuffling the deck so to speak uh, at the bottom of the depth chart and or the practice squad but uh, th- that clearly was the move they made prior to this game so they could utilize patrick taylor and now he is most likely going to be i would suspect brought back onto the practice squad uh, but we'll see and if he is that would reset his ability to be brought up three more times which is kind that's of crazy kind i was i was wondering him up, that, cut him.
1: actually yeah. The poor guy. Yeah, it, like yeah, it's like, the only, they're, it like yeah. the only reason there. It seems like the only reason that he's getting paid, he's getting to play. You know, I don't he's know. All it's, right. I mean, you kind of run. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying like I'm, I'm. It's just. It's just sad. It's like, what? What is it like? The pass protection. It must be the whole thing, right? It just must be. Hey, Emmanuel Wilson can't pass
0: protect, so we're gonna keep Patrick Taylor hanging around. Yeah. Right. That's a thousand percent correct. (sighs) But it's interesting though, because they haven't really had a lot of explosiveness out of the running back position between Dylan or Taylor, but Wilson can't get a sniff. I mean, I think, what did he have one carry the other night? And Max Crosby absolutely lit him up, but it's just like, it's clear they don't trust him in that regard because they are desperate for some kind of athleticism or even just any kind of quickness out of the backfield. And they just have not given him a chance at all. And I got to think, your point, Corey, that's probably what they're dealing with internally as far as can we trust this kid in pass, pro? If something were to present itself and we had to change the play, is this kid going to be able to not only do it, but is he going to be able to recognize it? He's going to know the A, the calls, and B, when the bullets are live, is he going to be able to adjust on the fly? Clearly, the answer right now is no. Or otherwise, I'd probably be giving him more of a chance. Uh, speaking of yeah. the offense, Jordan Love darling of the packers fans set about a month ago who baby the pitchforks are out after that performance on monday night and like let's be clear jordan and not did not play particularly well um i talked about it on daily i don't kill him for two of the interceptions i think the first one is egregious the first one is terrible but the yeah. second one that he's trying to throw to watson you need a much better route from watson on that and the third one he throws you probably need better effort from watson but I do, you know, understand it's the end of the game. He's trying to let his guy go make a play, and he did see Watson most likely with his hand up, flying by the corner. Unfortunately, there was pressure in his face. You'd probably, hindsight being twenty twenty, you'd like Jordan to just toss it up while he's getting hit rather than try to avoid that pressure because you do see Watson come open pretty cl- pretty quickly there. But I mean, that's that's splitting hairs. But overall. Yeah, Jordan, tough night at the office. No doubt about it. And you've seen a lot of kind of ups and downs already with Jordan. But, hey, you know, Corey, I know we've talked about it here. We talked about it all summer long on Packers Daily. This was expected. If you thought he was just going to come in and light it up and be amazing with this supporting cast in this system, with you know what I mean? Like, a lot of levels to this and I don't know what people were expecting other than exactly what has transpired like he looked really nice really good coming out of the gate now he's struggled these last couple weeks as defensives have started to adjust with tape on him etc and yep. this is the chess match throughout the season right I suspect coming out of the bye week he will look much better I think getting Aaron Jones back in the backfield will help exponentially for everybody involved but yeah Jordan definitely kind of going through it right now and the people who are ready to like cut bait or tank for another quarterback or whatever you are safely tucked in my mute and or pay no mind list because there's a lot of ball game left and I think you saw the promise with Jordan early in the season you will see more of it as the year goes on certainly a tough performance on Monday night though no
1: I mean you saw you saw some promise from him in that game though I mean there there's plenty of there's plenty of good throws that he. I agree
0: yeah Ups and downs, yep, no question. And, and also, I mean, like
1: you know, dude, he has no okay. Like the coaching staff, the offensive line, and the running backs are not doing him any favors. So, you know, right? And the wide receivers are young. Well, right? it's like, like Christian Watson, say, bro. That... You cannot wait to fucking catch the ball. Like, go to the ball, bro. Get the fucking ball. Shit, fucking wears me out. That's my ball, man. Uh, it's literally it's like be. this. Like, oh, I'm waiting for the ball. I'm waiting <laughs> for the ball to come to me.
0: It's lame. Yep. I don't like it. Yeah. Go get the I ball, man. your, your football. But to your this point. my question, Watson impression. I mean, impression. I do think. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. That's not bad. Hang it in the Louvre. I will say to that point, though. Well, it's kind of funny when you look at the offense through the prism of the fact that Jordan Love knows the offense. He's been in the system for four years, right? I do think people kind of forget this. Like he's dealing with a lot of other moving pieces who are just learning the offense as they go. And of course they, yes, they've been, you know, together through the spring and the summer preseason, etc. cetera. Now the year has begun and, he knows the offense. It's everyone else around him that is just like, Where do I go? Oh, what am I supposed to do? Do I cut it off here? Is that what do I do when it's cover three? Like, it's everyone else on the fly. Jordan knows it, but he's like, You know, got he has to throw the football at some point and he has to make something happen. I'm not surprised that again, like we talked about, that teams have started kind of starting to take stuff away. He's got to you know, get in a better rhythm early in these games, and I think that is Matt's greatest challenge this bye week, figuring out a way to get his quarterback going earlier in these games. Um, I know Matt did mention wishing they had gotten to more of the boot action in that game Monday night. His two biggest plays come off boot action in that game, whether it's the run up the left side or whether it's the throw to Watson. Those are both boot action, and I think you get love on the move. Good things are going to happen. Plus, it – allows you to get him away from basically a launching point for the opposing defense I mean how many times are we going to watch Jordan Love drop back and these premier pass rushers go oh I know exactly where he's going to be and be able to just tee off on the kid so again there's a lot a lot going on here and I do not envy the job LaFleur has to the work LaFleur is going to have to do to to right this ship so to speak but I think Matt's in in a good spot. He's just got to get more consistency out of the guys he's asking to uh, execute his offense. That's where I'm. At. I mean, the
1: best, the best. I, I I people are like somebody when I put my like little offensive um, uh, line, like offensive uh, play calling in right. Twitter. People are like, we're watching the game. Yeah. We know it's really. I do that for myself, to be honest with you. So like this drive right here, Dylan Love Musgrave, Dylan, 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 Dylan touchdown. Five to six Dillons, a Love, and a Musgrave. That's that's bingo right there. That's like poker. It. That's a full house. I like it a lot. <laughs> so I need more of that, Matt. I need more. I need more. Well, hey, speaking also, of Dylan, throw a slant. AJ in there. Dillon a slant got in there. on
0: track, too, by the way. Yeah, throw a slant in there. I'd like that. But Dylan got on track a little bit, and it's amazing. Now, yes, it's a poor run defense. But look what happens when you can actually maybe block a little bit. Like, you know, AJ is what he is, and I get that people want explosive plays and they want big runs and whatever, but man, it's just nice to see AJ using that power and, and like powering through some contact and getting extra yards and especially obviously getting into the end zone. Uh It was nice. I was just, I was very happy for AJ to kind of exercise some of these demons from early in the season where it's not all his fault. It has not been no. all his fault. No. Like, yes, there are some certain plays you can point to where you'd like a better cut or you'd like him to keep his feet, etc. But man, And I think we saw that on Monday night. One other thing we saw on Monday night on the offensive side of the ball was the pistol formation, something that we haven't seen a ton of out of Lafleur and company. We did see it that year when Rogers hurt his calf. The Packers this had to go to we've the been pistol because it a lot. basically yeah. We've been seeing more of it, but like we saw, I thought an uptick of it on Monday night. Oh, really? Seven I feel like last and week people. and this week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
1: or 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 it's well, that it's, pistol last week we were seeing that pistol wrinkle where well, it you know, was, I was with, like what is that the wrinkle yeah. with the guy next to the quarterback
0: and yeah, the, quarterback yeah, and the yeah, back yeah, behind exactly. him but it was interesting because this week there was more there was a, a plenty of like pure pistol like where the quarterback's in gun and the back is behind him we saw it a lot with AJ Dillon and what i thought they did a really nice job of is using the running back now they ran out of it a couple times but they also used it on play action And what it did was give AJ an opportunity to run into the pass pro. Like it was really kind of, I just like the idea of, okay, we can use this extra body. Yes, we're doing pass protection, but sometimes in pass pro, the guy leaks out or whatever. But look at this. Like, first of all, DeGuar goes in motion. Now look at AJ go immediately to his right. Look at all the bodies around Jordan Love. And then you hit DeGuar. And I also love this. So DeGuar is your motion man and does an initial chip on the pass rusher on the outside here, but then also becomes your outlet receiver when you're two, because it's a two-man route outside of that. Like, look, chip, and then he gets outside, and then AJ's there to take over the chip. Like, I just love the wrinkle, and I think that's a really good use of formation trying to, you know, because, look, the offensive line has had issues, right? The offensive line has not been great, and I just think that's a really good idea on Matt's part and the offensive kind of game plan you know all the the offensive brain trust coming up with ways to try and mitigate some of this pressure that jordan's been under you know i mean look the pocket in that like we just watched that's a great pocket you have all day to survey the field there's a wall in front of you okay those that two-man route it's pretty covered on the back end i'm going to hit my my outlet receiver 19 yard gain i mean that's that's good football right there hopefully we see some more of that coming out of the bye week because i thought that was that was a smart wrinkle as far as, you know, trying to help a young quarterback with a, an offensive line that has not been as good as it needs to be overall. Yeah, oh, that, that's uh, true. Talking about – we're going to talk about your favorite person uh, in the in the building there at 1265 Lombardi. We're going to talk about Joe Barry, who, Corey, I know you've been – I'm not going to say an ardent or stalwart defender of Joe Barry, but you have pointed out that Barry's defense has done a pretty damn good job of keeping points off the board overall now. And I mean, the worst thing about Barry's defense is run defense. Yeah. 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 The
1: worst, the worst thing about the defense statistically is the run defense. And I don't know that that's Joe Barry, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. I mean we said this last night in happy hour, it's like people don't, you don't like that. We're not a press team. And guess what? There's a lot of non-press teams out there that are pretty good defenses. And, you know the defense did its job, yep. but yeah, I, I'm 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 not sick of the Joe Barry hate because I'm not really a Joe Barry apologist, and there's nothing I I don't love Joe Barry as a coach. I think he's a good guy, and I think that, um, you know, I think that he's a he's a good. I think that he is a linchpin for Matt LaFleur, right? So that, you know, and even Matt mm-hmm. said, like, we didn't do good enough. Like, the defense is not the problem if the offense doesn't score. And I think people dwell too much on what they want to see from the Packers defense that, honestly, you really haven't seen a press team since, like, 1998, right? Like, I mean, maybe maybe 99 right. is the last time we really played press in a real
0: way. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, I think the Al Harris Sloic. group, that like that the press. That team, no, I was post Lowick, but they like to press, you know. Al Harris, Dom Mike Capers McKenzie, didn't really press that much, not a ton. He did more than more than uh, Barry. Did does. More than but, I mean, Barry. look, Barry is the least of the team's problems. Is my point here is like he has gotten almost not totally, but almost no help from the offense in most of these games. Like not everyone, obviously, but most of these games, Joe Barry has been keeping them in it. I mean, they have 10. The Raiders have 10 points heading into the fourth quarter on Monday night. That's a game where if you have a competent offense, it's probably 21-10 and you're just cruising and you think, now we can get off the quarterback, let's go. But because the offense does absolutely nothing for two, three quarters, that leaves the playbook wide open for these opposing offensive coordinators. In a league where everything is set up for the offense to succeed, yeah, Eventually things are gonna bust, things are gonna break, you're not gonna be able to hold them off the and I I mean, I don't think it was out of real frustration, but I, I didn't like completely dismiss those comments from Jair Alexander after the game where he was like, We just gotta we just can't allow touchdowns. We gotta score on defense. And he's saying it as a matter of fact, like, we just gotta be better, we gotta do, you know, we gotta help our team. Like I don't think he was being yep. acidic towards the offensive side of the ball, but he's not far off. You know what I mean? You're going to have to start scoring on defense. If you're scoring fucking 10 to 13 points a game, especially against yep. the worst defenses in the league, you, yep. you if you want to win football games, which is the whole reason they're out there, you got you, as a defense, what other mentality are you supposed to have? So, yeah, the Joe Barry stuff, like I get frustrated in the moment, you know this, Corey. As obviously as my partner here on watch parties every week, I get frustrated at style of play stuff. That's, you know, completely immaterial to the fact that Barry's defense, for the most part, has played winning football, i.e., games you should be winning with their output. Like, I, I don't think that's crazy. I don't think that's an insane statement. And I know fire Joe Barry thing is fueled in a lot of play style stuff, but also results from last season and, you know, things that we've seen go completely awry. I don't dismiss it, I don't say it's invalid. But right now, Joe Barry is the least of this team's problems. That's that's my my word heading into the bye week. That's what no one on Twitter thinks that, by the way. No one. I'm I'm well aware. <laughs> I like, definitely know that. Like, if you um, took a poll hey, you of know Packer what?
1: fans, I feel like most of them would say Joe Barry is
0: the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which is crazy. I think that's me. a it's popular crazy. Ref- popular refrain. It's certainly, uh, yeah, popular on Twitter and uh, the YouTube com- comment section at times specifically during games. Yep. Uh, you know who had a really good you know a really good night on Monday? Not a lot went right on Monday night. Not a lot of great performances, but you know who had a really good performance on Monday night? Rudy Ford. Rudy Ford. Rudy Ford had a really good game. And I know people are going to kill him for that touchdown they gave up in the red zone. But I will say, you know, Lucas Van Ness is pretty clearly supposed to you know drop there and hog that lane and make it so that the quarterback can't throw that slant. Man, you go watch that game again, and Rudy Ford is everywhere, and he's being physical as hell. And there was one play in particular where he rode Jacobs out of bounds. Like, he was in the hole, and Jacobs tries to bust it outside. And we have seen plenty of times in the history of Green Bay where the safety has done exactly what Rudy did as far as being in the hole at the right time, and the back busted it outside. And then, oh, there's a 15-yard gain you know, because there's no one there for contain and the safety's out of position, whatever. Rudy not only stuck with Jacobs, but rode him physically out of bounds for no game, all the while trying to get the ball out. Like, that. and that was, to me, that was, obviously we showed the interception before, but like, he had plays like that all night long. And he's never going to be mistaken for an all-pro. I'm not saying he's going to be in the Hall of Fame or anything like that, but he played a damn good football game on Monday night. And I just wanted to make sure people were aware because, man, we 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 hear and see so much negativity around the performances after a loss. Just wanted to give him a little love because he played his ass off against the Raiders. I mean, somebody has to with Quay out. Well, seriously, I mean, I just hope he's back in time for the for the Broncos. Hey, I can't handle it um also i got a question Corey. maybe you can help me here maybe i mean you are in close proximity perhaps you can walk across the street and ask somebody when are the packers going to pay Rashawn gary when is this i mean what does this dude have to do another big sack on monday night finally not uh playing with a pitch count Uh, all the dude does is dominate but the price is only going up when will the packers pay Rashawn gary are they conversing? Are there, I don't know. I mean, that's, they're never going to tell us publicly, obviously, but, man, they need to pay that man sooner rather than later. I do not want to get to the offseason and have to deal with, are they going to use the franchise tag and, like, go up to the last second and they get a deal done or whatever. Can we just pay him now, what, please? What's the franchise tag for if you don't use it? Well, it's fine. It's because it's, it's a tool, right? Like the Packers, they were, everyone thought that they were going to use it on Aaron Jones and then they didn't got a deal done at the last second. You know, the Packers like to use the specter of the franchise tag in negotiations, but they, but like, are they really going to get a deal? They They haven't used it. If they sign Rashawn Gary now, are they going to get a better deal than they will next year? Yes. Yes. Um, And yes, I know they used a franchise tag on Devontae Adams, but they knew they were going to trade him. Um, but, yeah, no, yes. The more he produces, the better his numbers get this season, the more expensive he's going to get. Do you think and there's I don't, something you know, to no the one, fact I don't of, like, he's get, I don't expect okay. him to get, like, Bosa numbers, but he's going to get he's going to get paid. He's going to get a big-ass well, contract, you know? Do you think there's something to the fact that, you know, they want
1: to see if he's going to get through a season without getting injured? Not Not anything on him, but do you think there's something to that?
0: I don't know. I mean, maybe I doubt it. I mean, he's still very, very young and he's coming off yeah. a major injury and you know, he's, I don't know, man. All I know is the more he produces, the more expensive he gets. And that's maybe something they're fine. Maybe it's baked into their model as far as how they want to work the salary cap, etc. I mean, Russ Ball has forgotten more about this shit than I'll ever know, but man, pay this man, get him paid. That's all. That's all, that's literally all I got to say about that. Like, <laughs> we got it, but you know what time it is. You know what time it is, Corey. What time is it? Because we don't have a preview this week. There's no game to preview, so it is time for the Deion Sanders quote of the week. And this one, baby. Oh my God. This this might be my all time fave so far. This is this is outstanding. Sometimes I don't even go in the meeting room thinking I'm going to give them a message, and it just happens. And then God just impregnates me with something to give to them. That, that's just outstanding. Like I got, if we ever get Lafleur back on Packer transplants, one of the first things I'm going to ask him is, has God ever impregnated you with a message to give to the team? <laughs> no, I, I think, uh, I think my first question to coach is
1: going to be, uh, what are your feelings on Kurt Benkert?
0: <laughs> no, that'll be great. Uh, we can talk about that on the flip side. Let's, let's get to blogosphere. Let's do it. Okay. This week in the Packer Blogosphere! That's right! It's this week in the Packer Blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. You see, Corey, I wasn't going to bring it up, but you've mentioned it now twice, so let's get at it. Kurt Banker! I mean, let's be, let's be real. Coming I am after LeFleur! It's the throwdown! It's so the throwdown of the millennium. The former third-string quarterback going after the NFL head coach. You all ready for this? I just, mean, you know, this much traction. That's the funny part. I,
1: well, it gets traction because of freaking Packer fans. And this is what gets me. It's like I don't understand why Packer fans glom on to people that don't have their best interest at heart and never will. It's like when Packer fans love like a local news reporter – That's not going to be here for a couple years or a beat reporter for that matter that you can tell doesn't enjoy being here. I'm not going to name names, but everybody knows who the fuck I'm talking about. Somebody who, (laughs) you know, Wisconsin is an afterthought to them. Look, if somebody's here where Wisconsin is an afterthought to them, don't be a fan of them. Because they're going to break your heart. They're just going to smash it to pieces, right? It's like uh, I, I can name a bunch of them. Ty Dunn. Uh, I'm not going to name a current beat reporter, but you can tell. Like they're, when, you're, when your heart is not here, right, and it's somewhere else, you're somewhere else. So you're not for us and it's not like you have to be from here cuz there's plenty of people who come to green bay and they like donald driver right he wasn't from here uh there's plenty of players uh, uh, uh rob davis Domofsky, who's the rob, uh, rob he's davis a right boy, and now he is uh, rob uh, demowski yeah football. Tons of people. So it's not about are you a local or not, but it's about your mentality about it. And, you know, everybody, Kurt was like a fan favorite because he was on Twitter and he's on with Grossi and there's all this stuff. And, like, you could just tell he was just in it for the thirst trap. He's a thirst. He's thirsty. Thirsty, thirsty. Plus, you're the third-string quarterback. Shut the fuck up, bro. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I know people are like, bro, you didn't even play football. Yeah, well, I've had a podcast since 2007. He has a
0: platform. He was in the NFL. He's allowed to talk. Like I, I don't know. I don't I just That's like why that. everybody
1: loves Dan Orlovsky. It's like really? <laughs> Dan Orlovsky? That's that's what you that's your that that really?
0: Dan's good really? on TV, man. The he guy who the stepped
1: out in the end zone and played for one of the shittiest teams in the NFL. No, I think he's a good analyst. I get it. I get the whole thing. I mean, he's right. he's an okay broadcaster. I get it. But it's just like it's just funny to me. It's like we are the ones giving and now here I am giving him fuel. So, you know, here I am saying <laughs> exactly. oh, I'm like, "Okay, don't do that." I didn't and have And also in the he wasn't in the script. That exact well, People reason. asked about it on Twitter. People asked about it on Twitter and people were asking about it on the thing, but it's like Bro, it. if somebody doesn't like Green Bay, like, don't give them anything. If you can tell somebody who doesn't really like Green Bay, don't give them any fuel. And I know I just gave him a bunch of fuel, and I'm sure he's going to have a response yeah. on YouTube. Or he's going to be like, who's Corey Bankey? Which I totally get. It's fine.
0: That will I'm most likely two. be the response, is, is my guess. No, he'll go on Grossi, um, and, Grossi and
1: Grossi will ask him about it, because Grossi actually watches hey. this show. So, so Corey Bankey like,
0: recently oh, said...
1: <laughs> Fuck off. Or he'll play a clip of me being like... It. Yeah, who the fuck is Kurt Bankert? That's what I would say. Who who the fuck is that? Oh, he's a third string quarterback from the pandemic. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about Amazing. you, Kurt. Go play Madden.
0: I can't wait.
1: I can't he just wait wishes you, he started quarterback school. He wish he's going to start quarterback school yeah. number two. Who, who is better? Right. What's the guy who does quarterback school? What's his name? JT O'Sullivan. JT O'Sullivan. JT O'Sullivan. Who, is, yeah. who is better? J.T. O'Sullivan was better, I think, than than Kurt Bankert ever was, right? In the NFL, they both play for the Packers.
0: There you go. I got nothing. (laughs) Did I just blow your mind? (laughs) (laughs) No, I knew that. (laughs) Hey, uh, uh, seriously though, folks, if you want to give Corey Banky a piece of your mind regarding Kurt Bankert or any other topic, you can find him. At the Carry the G launch party at Revere's on November 3rd. <laughs> Celebrate Carry the G at Revere's November 3rd. Corey will be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Revere's is in Delafield, I believe. Delafield, uh, Wisconsin, near Milwaukee. We will have more information more information as we get closer to the event. Uh, and we so, might have yes, some uh, Corey, local celebrities we'll there, there, by the way. And I am not counting myself.
1: I am not as thirsty as Kurt Banker he... to possibly call myself a celebrity. <laughs> but... We might have some local celebrities we to be announced, but and also we're gonna have a really big giveaway. I'm not gonna tell you what it is because I still am going Big, big giveaway. I'm still going I'm yep. still going back and forth. It's a really big giveaway and I'm still going back and forth on whether I want to do it, but uh yeah. So uh um,
0: wanna do it, stop. I mean I or wanna do a, it, but a,
1: it it's lots of money, so it's out of my pocket. So I'm like, okay.
0: You'll be- <sighs> Do It'll I want to give fine. away hundreds of dollars? Large. I don't know. Oh yeah, I'm rolling large. so large, bro. you will be fine. you no. will be fine. But uh, yes, please, okay. please, okay, please,
1: okay, please come to. Uh, oh wow, we lost. Oh snap, snap, shizzle, mendizzle. We lost some supers. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'll just pull them. I'll. You know what I'll do? I can pull them from YouTube. So that's cool.
0: Yeah, and Joe oh. in the chat makes a good point. In Delafield, you'll know it as Well Street Tavern. I did see that on Google, but uh, Revere's is what uh, the owner calls it, so that's what I'm calling it. But Well Street Tavern, do it, people! Come on in. Corey Banky will be waiting for you with some Carry the G for you to purchase and enjoy, and have a great time, and tell them about all your feelings regarding Kurt Benkert and the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what that's why we show up for the fans, you know. That's why we do what we do. That's right. Uh huh. All right. So, uh, do we have super chats or no? Yes. No. We want to talk to the fine people. Well, yeah, I'm gonna play them. them, We have.
1: Well, I can't. I can't see them on the phone. Funding. Oh, Oh, you don't.
0: Got it, yeah, got
1: it's it. like, uh, basically, we were in we were in the social, and now we they pulled... I got a Mars, and then I don't see any before that, so I'm really sorry. Normally, there was some kind of error on our thing. And even in YouTube, I think it's a YouTube error, by the way, because I'm, like, opening the YouTube chat, and I can't go... Will Peter Bukowski be at Revere's? That's hilarious. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he wasn't invited. He wasn't invited, but that doesn't mean... Oh, here we go! I'm in fan funding. All right, sweet. Okay, I got there them all, you, go. you guys. We're we're not going to be able to display some of them or any of them, but I'm going to get them all. I've got it. The, YouTube has this really cool feature, and I got it right now. So, Mimsy, thanks for the super chat. Packers piss is as hot as a refreshing carry the G. So I think you're saying it's cold <laughs> there. You mean it's cold? Thanks. I get it. You mean it's cold, right? I get it. Thanks, Mimsy. Appreciate you, La- brother. Love. Thanks for super chat. Least we had the better better brother of the two kickers. Better brother is hard to say, by the way. But we did have the better brother. Um, Carl Van Beckham. Indeed. Thanks, Super Chat. There are 12 games left, folks. Remain calm. A lot of ball game left. I'm calm, dude. I don't know about you, but I'm calm. Uncultured barbarian. Thank you. Many Packer fans, especially the younger ones, are beside themselves. Us old heads are like, do you want to know how we got these scars? How we got these I love you, uncultured. Never change, brother. That's so awesome. Who does Corey hate more, Jim Leonard or Kurt Bankert? Hmm. Let me see. Oh, Jim Leonard. Come on, Jim Leonard is a terrorist. you know this? Jim Leonard is dead to me now. He's just like, who is Jim Leonard? He's become the who is Jim Leonard though, because like he doesn't even he doesn't even have a job. Like, how can I hate him? You know what I mean? It's kind of hard. And I don't really hate Kurt Bankard. I'm just like, bro, don't. The little clout you had with the Packers, you just lost by doing what you did, by the way. So good good on you for doing it, pulling a tie done in 2023. Good job, buddy. Oh, Tommy no, Brown. No, no. There,
0: that's not true. That's not true. What's well, not true? He didn't lose clout with the Packers fans who agree with him, of which there are plenty. All you got to do is peruse the internet. You know, who like, didn't lose yeah, clout? Yeah, no, there are people banker oh oh what
1: like Jim oh Park. i was talking about losing clout with, a... the, with the green bay packers like bye-bye oh yeah well like the organization like yeah yes like yeah. 1265 yeah. you are you're not enemy number one you're like enemy number 3000 but you know uh but you're an enemy it's you are over. an enemy now it's it's, it's over for you buddy you ain't ever you're not you're never going to be the john coon <laughs> that you could be tommy brown thanks for the super chat Best guest, what does the 2024 running back room look like? Jesus, 2024, Tommy. Thanks for the Super Chat. but it's Very I mean, different. Very, very different. To... Patrick Taylor is going to be the starter. Can we hit the Broncos, Beckham? please? I want to
0: know. <laughs>
1: Carl Van Beckham, thanks for the Super Chat. Our receivers should watch the Favre Packers versus Oakland game after Favre's dad died. Our receivers are fighting for every single Favre throw.
0: Yeah, I, I. Uh, Robert Ferguson, I think, yeah. Wesley Walls, Javon Walker. That was a fucking game, people. Let's go.
1: Do we sell more carry the G after a win or a loss?
0: I don't know. We haven't
1: gotten to all the places, so we don't know. I would say we sell more on a Packers home game than an away game. So I don't think I think win and loss matters less than home versus away. To be honest with you. Also, I have a really important meeting tomorrow that I'm very excited about, and uh, we might have an announcement. But what's really funny is we won't be able to announce it until next Packer transplant. So two weeks from now. So I know, just hold on, weeks. hold on to your we hats. We won't be having
0: a Packer transplant next week. There. Nope. That's the announcement. No Packer transplant. No.
1: That's the announcement. But that. But I'm gonna have a better announcement. On Cultured Barbarian, thanks super chat today. On Banky on the Beat, Corey takes Paul Allen to task in a rap battle. Later on, Brandy and the Barbarian, and eh, we got nothing. Carry the G. <laughs> Um, I would destroy Paul Allen in any contest you wanted me to do, except for a fight because I'm a lover, not a fighter. And I still think I would beat him in a fight. But uh, other than that, broadcasting, um, toothpick dominoes, uh, you name it. Name, name anything you want me to name beat the Paul contest. Allen on. And I guarantee you I can beat him because – I don't even understand how that guy has a job, honestly. Well, no, I can. Because the only team that would hire a guy like that has never won in their life. So it makes sense. It literally makes sense. If you're not a winner, you're going to hire a Paul Allen. That's what you're going to do. That guy's <laughs> trash. Uh, Justin, thanks for the super chat. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dismiss Bankert's comments oh, okay. as just a practice squad guy who's salty said he thinks the offense is outdated and 12 has been critical of it in the past as well. I don't think it's nothing. Okay. I thank you for the super chat.
0: Justin. I, I hear you. I hear you. Here's the thing. Can I, can I speak for a second? Just a second. As I told Andy yesterday, I think his comments are valid. Like he's allowed to have an opinion both about Lafleur and the offense, Right. The difference is that LeFleur is dealing with a million different personalities, a million different people, both within the organization, like players, personnel people, et cetera, trying to win football games, et cetera. The thing about the offense, is it outdated? I have no idea. I have no idea how it's run or what they're doing or what concepts they're utilizing. I know Kurt has talked about it on his YouTube channel, and I do not doubt for a moment that 12 has his – criticisms of the offense or whatever. But I will also just point out that 12 literally had input into said offense for four years. You know, it's not like, as Matt has always pointed out, it's not like it's Matt LaFleur's offense. It's been an amalgamation. It's been a combination. So I get what Kurt is saying as far as, like, and I, I, again, everything he's saying is valid because that's his viewpoint and that's his experience. No doubt about it. I completely understand. But at the same time, Matt is trying to win football games and dealing with a million different things. And if he's got a bad relationship with a third-string quarterback, I can't use that as an indictment on, oh, the floor is just behind the times. He's running this outdated offense, and he's being snippy with a third-string quarterback. Like, what are we doing? What on earth are we doing? I do not doubt, again, Justin, I'm not saying, like, I'm not dismissing his comments, but it's one dude way down on the totem pole who's not in the offensive meetings. Yes, he's in the quarterback room, but he's not there when they're drawing up the game plan, etc. as far as, like, Steno and everybody, like, pitching in ideas on a Tuesday, which is the player's day off, you know? I, I just – I get Kurt's frustration, and I understand, and it is valid, but he only has a sliver of a window into the process and what is going on when it comes to the creation of the offense, as opposed to the coaching staff. That's all. That's my, that's my only point. I love how you were
1: going to take a second. And that was not that was a lot longer than a 2nd just going to be well, honest. Corey in, uh, in
0: the relationship of you completely just talking over me all the time. And then me finally getting a breath to kind of say something that's it's in that like a Narnia window of where I step in the wardrobe and then I say a bunch of stuff. And I'm, I go like the the, the the children who go and become kings and queens and then they come back through the wardrobe into real life and no time has passed at all. That's that's that was what that was. Uh, I, OK. Uh, OK.
1: Um, I, Bill Michaels said Matt LaFleur should be on the hot seat next to your thoughts. My thoughts are Bill Michaels is a bloated ass hot air machine that likes to use LinkedIn for his show and has never contributed anything good to the Packers or anything. Uh, The guy is the most negative Nelly that has ever existed in life. (laughs) Bro, like the only time I see Bill Michaels is on LinkedIn, and I'm just like, really, bro? LinkedIn? And then what's really funny is on his comment section, on his comment section, it's like the same dude. It's like the same right. dude right. making one, one comment over and I over watch. again yeah. 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 who's that. like I mean
0: Bill Michael
1: floor. Bill Michaels bill <sighs> really with Bill Michaels <laughs> have you ever listened okay I literally I have watched a team okay and the Sun is like beating down on my face right now He's it's uh it's um, right now. yeah' Uh, The Lord is impregnating me with ideas. Um, Bill Michaels. I have literally listened to Bill Michaels smear the Packers after they win games. And is always finding, like, the smallest ass little things and turning them into, like, such dramatic, like, bad thing. The dude is, he's such a, yeah, he's a boomer. He's worse than a boomer. I mean, I love boomers. I don't mind boomers. But, like, dude, Bill in his heyday was a negative Nelly. So what do you think he is now? Like, you know, like, I'm crabby. I'm a little bit crabby, but I'm going to be a lot crabbier in 30 years. And that's Bill. He's crabby as fuck. Oh, dear. Love Corey, but there's a lot of people on this side of the aisle. There's some serious issues with this team, but if someone rips on my team, they are automatically a Fairweather fan. Why be positive? I don't think I ever said that. Wait,
0: wait. The words Fairweather fan never escaped either of our lips. This is the perfect example of what I've talked about for so long on the internet. What? If we say something and you have an opinion about it or a perspective that is different than ours, totally fine, completely understandable. But nobody, not a single soul, called you a Fairweather fan. We just have a disagreement. We just have differing opinions. And that is fine. But don't get defensive and say, oh, well, they're calling me a Fairweather fan. Oh, methinks the lady doth protest too much. Because no one said that. Zero humans said that. Also, like, I just... For you to hear. In the last 15, 20, 30 minutes. Nobody said that. Listen to what we say, not what you perceive the reality to be. I also just
1: think that, like, I also just think that, like, look, the Packers have problems. We knew they were going to have problems going in. We we knew this yes. like it's a developing Correct. team with a young. It's the youngest team in the NFL, and that's not making excuses for them. But what it does do is there's this it's thing called are. perspective, right? So if you anchor your perspective to what your expectations are and you don't put them in really high expectations. No. Do I think this team is garbage? No. Do I think it's as bad as Nagler thinks it is? No. But I can be wrong. I've been wrong before. I said Brett Favre didn't have that many sacks, or I said something that was outrageous. I say outrageous things sometimes. Yeah, he, was, it's... he was sacked four times in 1996. <laughs> in <the World> <laughs> yeah, I've said some outrageous times. things, and you know what? Hopefully that's why you come to this show. Hopefully you understand that I, I can say some... I try not to say too many outrageous things, and a lot of people bother me. Guess what? Most of the people that have bothered me, you can literally track Okay, this show since 2007, Okay, and you can track... When I couldn't stand Peter Bukowski, a year later, everybody couldn't stand him. It wasn't because I didn't. I'm like a canary in the coal mine, right? I'm just a canary in the coal I just smell it first. I smell it first. I say something about it. It's fine. Like, it's fine. But guess what? Usually, it comes out later, and everybody else has the same problems I have. So I'm just sniffing out Kurt Banker for being thirsty. If, he, if, he, if, if Matt LaFleur is outdated, we're screwed. Because he's literally one of the youngest coaches in the NFL, so I don't know how the how the F his offense can be outdated at this point. Doesn't make any sense to me because I'm looking at his offense and there's a ton of shit he runs that I've never seen before, so I'm outdated. So that's fine. But I just like bro, like Kurt Bankert is not the answer to your problems, okay? <laughs> oh Jesus. Wendy Vance, thanks for the super chat. The definition <laughs> of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Okay, but what are we doing over and over again? This is what I don't understand. Okay, our, what are we doing over and over again? This is what I'm missing. What, what have we done in five games that's the same? Besides putting Joe Barry out there as a defensive coordinator, what have we done? Somebody explain this to me.
0: I'm sure they will in the chat.
1: Do you understand what have we been doing over and over again? That's insanity.
0: Playing ten yards off on third and five. We're always going to do that. Yep, correct. But we're not
1: expecting a different result. That's just the defense that we run. Uh, hee 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 hee. Okay, Amar. Thank you, Wendy, for the super chat. Not, not, not trying to single you out. I just wanted to read that. I'll admit. Okay, here, here's Amar. Here's Amar. Okay, here's Amar with Amar Barry. With Let's Amar! see. Let's
0: go, ad- Amar.
1: I'll admit, hmm, what's Amar admitting to? Mm-hmm. Barry he wasn't admitted. the reason we lost, but I still hate his face. And I, I want I, him I, gone. I, I. Just, just want a new voice. Our offense needs to be more consistent. 74, 76, 50, 71, 75, 73, done with 71 at, C, at center. Oh, Josh Meyer at center. I mean, but who are you going to put in at center? That's the
0: problem. Zach Tom, <laughs> Elton <laughs> Jenkins, a turnstile, all would be an improvement. A turnstile. (laughs)
1: Oh, a turnstile. Professor Flex. See, I I should have gone to this chat right away. Relax, and if you can't, drinking helps. Well, Professor, I have not started drinking yet because I felt like everybody wanted rants. It's just that the things I want to rant about, I don't think anybody wants to listen to. Matt, thanks for the super chat. One never ever want to be a sworn enemy to the Packers organization by Binky. That's not good. No, it's not good to be an enemy of the organization. Look good. at me. Everybody said I was an enemy to the organization, and I have turned a new leaf in the last four years and two of those years by being here. And I would say that a lot of people in the organization like Cheesehead TV, a lot, mostly due to Aaron. Less to do with me. But uh, I've been making up for it the last That's two years. True. So That's not true. No, but in the last two years, you know, and, and again, it's about relationships with people. It's not about an organization, right? It's like if you really think about That's the right. Packers, they are a group of people trying to do the right thing for the community. And every single human being that I've met that works at 1265 is that person. Uh, I Where I quibble with some people in the organization Is very minor things But ultimately I feel like all of those people Have the the Packers best interests at heart I don't think anybody that works for 1265 Is working against the Packers But yeah, I don't want nobody wants to be an enemy of the Packers You don't want to be on their bad list I was on their bad list for a while And, and
0: trust me, you don't want to be on it <laughs> By the way, when Corey says he was on their bad list That just means they didn't know who he was Like he wasn't on their yeah, bad basically. list Yeah, basically I don't know about that. I think I was on a list somewhere. I remember getting side eyes. I remember, uh, eye. I remember
1: Packer Fan Fest getting side-eyes from Mark Murphy. I
0: remember. I remember. Yeah, but that's just him looking at us with, like, equipment going, who the fuck are these guys? That's all that. Yeah, was. why are these that guys a bunch around. of weirdos? Who are those weird nerds? <laughs> exactly. I've those seen the autograph nerds. nerds before. I love how the I'm getting a little best. lens.
1: I'm getting all this lens flare. I you feel are, like I'm in a, it, like.
0: You are, like, in an A.J. Abrams film, a uh, Look yeah, I'm in – yeah. did you say
1: A.J. Abrams? Who the fuck is A.J. Abrams? Yeah, what, J.J. Abrams? What's his name?
0: J.J. Abrams, right. Yeah,
1: A.J. Yeah. Dillon I was Abrams. I like, A.J. Dillon? I'm in an A.J. Dillon movie. Um, uh, Mark J. Thanks, Soup Chat. I usually don't like an early buy, but
0: I think it's a good thing this year. I would agree. I would agree. I totally agree. Not only for, like, traditionally you're like, oh, they can get healthy, but just to reset – Man, they're having a rough stretch here. It's nice to have a breath and be able to reset and be able to be like, okay, what are we doing with our offensive line? What are we doing as far as offensive game planning? What are we asking guys to do? Who should be where, et cetera. All of that. Perfect opportunity to kind of reassess and maybe hopefully change some stuff because God knows can't keep coming out like they have the last three weeks. Can't do it. I think I, I think I fixed it. Yeah, I fixed
1: it. Okay, we can't see Lambeau as much. <clears throat> um Mr. Englewood, seventy-seven. Don't look now, but Blake Bortle's star is rising. True story. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Corey on a shit list for the Packers. Totally plausible, LOL. True story. Uh, True. he's Soder. Libation free Corey Soder. has a lot more edge. I do have a lot more edge. And when I, when I go to the edge, I contain more. So that's nice. Devin Nowaki, please keep spreading the good word on Kurt, LOL. Thank you. Oh, and also that's their first super on a live stream. Thank you, Devin. Uh, oh, thanks, Andrew Devin. Ware, my pistol has some interesting wrinkles too. Bad-oom-ch.
0: Sir, this is a family show. Bad-oom-ch. A dysfunctional it's family. It's really not. But a family Meanwhile, show. I've... It can't be a family show if I've, I've got that dropping many F-bombs. right? Like, literally <laughs> dropping
1: F-bombs. Just, just talking shit about everybody. Truly. Uh, Amar, <laughs> you know who else is an ultimate hater? Rob Reichel. Oh, my God. You're so right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, if dude. you could take – okay. Dude. Honestly, dude. Rob Reichel. Dude. Dennis Krause. Dude. And – uh no, stop, stop,
0: Bill Huber. Stop. Just because Dennis –
1: they're Stop. all the no. same person. Dennis
0: and Bill. No, they're not. Dennis and Bill are awesome. Do not even begin to put them no. in the same category as no. Rob Reichel. Don't no. even do it. Do no. not even do it. No. Also, close. no, not who's the other guy? Who's well. the other
1: guy who is like, how can you
0: how could the M- MBS one? Mark, who came to see yeah. us in London. I was yeah. literally about to make this king analogy. Okay, so Mark is yeah, he covered homegrown he's been around forever. Mark's a good dude who's covered the team for a long time and thinks of football in a certain way. And yes, the whole "Can you? how can you live with MVS question got blown up and we all laugh at it. And Mark himself has been able to laugh at it and been like, yeah, that's probably not the greatest mm, question, whatever, blah, blah, mm, blah. Came I don't to know. see I don't us know. in London and be like, oh, what's up? I don't know if I would what? say Mark has oh, laughed sorry. at it oh, because when he was on to cover, cover too. You wouldn't be able to ever admit to your mistakes and go up to someone and say, you know what? I used to be a hater, but you know what? I was wrong.
1: Hmm. I, liter- but I literally I literally did that. Ability to do bro. that bro bro I literally did that to what? Aaron popkey bro I literally told Aaron Popkey bro I hated you for like 10 years and now I, I'm okay with you because you came to the opening dude I've done that like plenty of times in my life bro that's lit no. great. what I'm quibbling with what I'm quibbling with okay what right. I'm quibbling with mm-hmm. is that when I watched cover two and Rob Domofsky made a joke about it, Mark did not laugh, bro. He was not laughing. He wasn't like, ha-ha, you guys made a funny about me. I can tell you right now, when I say stupid shit, which is on the reg, I laugh my ass off at how dumb I am, okay? I'm down with it. I'm a self-effacing fool. I'm down. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid, okay? But, you know, I just think that there are a lot of people that cover this team. I think they're all good people, but I don't. I, I think you know. It's, we need some fresh blood up in this piece, really. Dennis Krause, Bill Huber, Mark Daniels. Really, this is what this is the best of what we get. We're the we're the we're the most historic traditional team in the NFL, and this is the best we can do for our media. That's all I'm saying. I'm not hating on those people. I'm hating on the the, the job. The job should Huber. be replaced You're by somebody insane else. Insane what?
0: saying about Huber? Huber is like the hardest working dude on the beat who does more. You can be hardworking and not be that good at your job. Know. It's okay. He's really good at his job. This you know, there's people point. that have high, have no there are people that the have, job is. there are people that
1: have high effort and they don't make the team, Nagler. A lot of people, a lot of people have an enormous aware. effort and they never make out teams. Of the practice field. I am aware. Yep. Uh, there, we I can't all be Rudy, you know? Sometimes you got to
0: have the superstars. I'm not asking superstars. him to be Rudy. I'm also saying that, yes, his content might not be for you, but he creates great content on the regular for your favorite team and does a really good job of it for a very large segment of an audience that really enjoys it and does really appreciates his effort. Like, I get it's not for you, but that doesn't mean he's garbage or bad or, like, should be replaced. Like, just because it's not for you doesn't mean it's bad. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I don't agree with what you're saying <laughs> cuz
1: it's not what I'm saying and also I wouldn't say that Sports Illustrated has a very large platform. Like like I think there's there's a, there's like two or three things I would take for what you're saying that you have no fucking clue like the actual audience that listens to the guy's content. So it's like it's, I don't think it's as big as you think it is, number one. And also, here's what I can't stand. Tell me a little bit about right. – like, we always bitch about these fucking press conferences, and I totally get that you were in them, and you're like, look, I just need the coach to right. talk about right. something. But there are plenty right. of times where he's the guy asking the question that is like a dumbass question and that doesn't make any sense and that just pisses right. the coach off or makes them
0: upset. So, right. you know, it's fine. I get that, I it's jo- that it's your job. My counter to that is A – I completely understand that it's awkward, right? And we all sit here and go, oh, got a dumb question. But A, those fucking press conferences, A, they used to be just conversations, right? But now they're televised or fucking broadcast and they're on the internet and everyone tunes in as though it is supposed to be entertaining. It's just information. Like, yes, do some people phrase their questions completely ridiculously or ask the dumbest shit? No doubt about it. I'm not even talking about Bill now, but just like, The dumbest shit gets asked all of the time. Hell, I wish they had a separate fucking question and answer session for the television people and the fucking, like, writing slash beat people because the television people just want quotes. They just want shit that they can air on the 6 o'clock news, and that's their job. I get it, but you get the dumbest fucking questions because of it, and you're just wasting everybody's time. But then on top of that, to your point, Corey – Like, yes, you get some questions that you're like, just talk about. And it's like, oh, nails on a chalkboard. But every once in a while, you get good quotes out of coach or whoever's up there. And that's the whole point. I don't give a shit what the presentation is. I don't care if the questions are dumb. As long as I get some information or something that just gets me closer, connected to the team from the coach or from any of the coaches in this god-awful fucking setting that we are forced to deal with because the NFL has become so big that, oh, my God, we've got to control everything. You can't have a conversation with him privately because then everybody else will get jealous. And then we've got to make sure everything's like available to all the media. And then we've got to make sure that the entire public sees the exchange. Why? Why does it have to be broadcast? It I mean, me I, I think
1: I personally enjoy watching press conferences, and I do think they're entertaining, and I do think you get some insight into them, especially if you watch them over time. So here's where the thing That's, is. Right. Here, and, I'll get you. That. OK. I, yeah, I agree. But here, here's that. where it yeah. is, Nagler. And I'm not going to and you're going to take this the wrong way. I know nobody fucking reads the written word anymore. It hasn't been happening for a decade. OK. So all of the important shit that ev- all the beat writers and everybody thinks is so goddamn important that they got to get for their story that nobody's fucking reading. They're all watching Tom Grossi. They're barely watching the show. It's like they need video. They want video content. That's what they want. And, like, that's,
0: you know, it's my same problem. Wait, I love my this, – this, this is coming from a video producer? I am shocked. Plenty of people read the written word, my guy. Plenty of people.
1: If you look Give at the data analytics over time on blogs, business. they've been going down, bro. Oh, they've been going down. Yeah, There's a reason have, why sports – But sport...
0: that doesn't mean the people bro. don't
1: exist. There's a reason why Sports Illustrated sold to private equity. Like, there's a reason why all these private Rare. equity firms. Like, bro, like. That doesn't the,
0: mean there isn't an audience. It's like Dead Tree. People still read Dead Tree. It's not as big. Those people. Big. Yes, no, I'm not saying it's as big. That's all. I'm saying it's, it's going audience. down a hill. I get it, but it's a small of audience. it is. It's smaller and smaller, which means it's less that's relevant. Fine, but that's still an audience that is being served. That's yep. the whole point.
1: But it's less it and is. less. That's all. So as you know there's that. less and less, then there's more people for the other thing. That's all, right? So that other thing takes more relevancy and more priority and more importance. It so should. the thing that we were doing in a press conference 20 or 10 years ago shouldn't be the thing we still continue to do. That is my point.
0: I that agree. is why people – Tell Waller so that is, to bring Zoom yeah. back. That's all I'm asking.
1: He doesn't oh, want man. to because he doesn't want drunk Nagler. So he's, he's that's the only reason he's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the only reason that's we can't have reason. Zoom. Okay, that's
0: the only reason. <laughs> here's a fun, here's a fun fact. Since Corey brought it up, and we're just ranting here. So we when Coach came to Banky's house last year, this is true. And if I told this publicly? I don't know. But like last year, Coach came, and at the end of what was it the season? They had just won the division. They beat the Vikings at Lambeau, and I'm. I'm. I was watching. It was at home, but it was, so I did the post game Zoom from my living room, and I am drunk. I am fucking gone. I've been drinking whiskey throughout the whole fourth quarter because the Packers have just clinched the division, and this is like they scrubbed the video. Like you can't go back because the next year uh, Lafleur is at. Well, don't Torrey's we have house, it
1: though? Because that was when we were press conferencing, right?
0: No, no, no! It was we after we had stopped. They by had then. shut us down. Oh, had, no, they had shut us down. So it was the year after. Got it. But we were—they were still doing Zoom. And I go, "How?" I asked something about Devante. And Coach asked it was me, terrible. "Like at Corey's place?" He was like, "He was like, yeah, I, like you were slurring your words." And I was like, "I was not slurring because you know how when you're drunk, you're like, I gotta be over enunciating to make sure that people don't think I'm drunk." And like Coach is like. Oh no, it was bad. You were really, I got off the zoom and I literally said how many a Nagler had. So I was like, I was horrified when he said this and I went to Packers.com to try and find the video and it's gone legit. If you try to find the press conference after the win over the Vikings to clinch the division, however many years ago, that video does not exist on Packers.com. Good times.
1: Good time. I mean that's good for Love Cheesehead
0: it. TV, I think. Uh, Brian
1: Costanza, being positive here. Okay, Brian, I appreciate your positivity. Thanks for super chat. We're okay, going Brian. to clean this Thank up, you. get better during the buy, get on a plane and go mollywop the candy ass Broncos. I like how you. I like. I like where you're at. I like where your head at. There
0: you go. All right,
1: Bucky Cheesehead, welcome to the Carry the G Club, buddy. Welcome. Appreciate you. I really Happy appreciate. Geez, it. I hope thanks you're still for the support. <laughs> legless thanks for the super chat we all miss drunk nagler no i don't i actually like uh i like 2023 nagler the best honestly we i like our renewed i really like our renewed sense of
0: purpose i enjoy it yeah no drunk nagler has his moments but i will say like yo during the the pandemic when we do uh, we do drunk cheese like in the middle of the night that was fun that was a good time but yeah that's that's not coming back that's all we got. Thank you guys for the super chats. It? Thanks for the support. Appreciate it. Really appreciate it. And hey, speaking of support, shout out to all the Cheesehead TV Patreon members out there um you know, speaking of the pandemic. Really kind of started during the pandemic. You guys have supported us on the come up, so to speak. Really really make everything that we do possible. Cannot thank you enough. And care of the G Club members. You guys here on YouTube, you're incredible. Each watch party is amazing because of you. And here on Transplants, so many people chiming in. Really, really appreciate you guys. Corey, you got anything else before we head out? For the Corey goes week? to
1: Revere's and Jim Leonard is there. What does he do? Uh, I don't think I could I don't think I could pick Jim Leonard out of a lineup, so somebody'd have to tell me. Maybe he'd <laughs> come right up to me. Jim I, uh, Jim would probably pick you out. That's my guess. He would pick me out. He'd be like, I oh, played buddy. for Wisconsin. And I'd be like, UWGB, bro? Really? That's awesome. I love the Phoenix. <laughs>
0: they have a football team? Yeah, That's I love great. the
1: Phoenix. They're great.
0: Oh, you were a Phoenix? That's cool. Awesome. That's, That's all I awesome. got. That's awesome. Go Phoenix. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. Uh, we'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide.
1: I think it's a fluid situation, and we're, we're, I know you guys love it, especially Nagler. I can see you smirking at me right there. Uh, We're going to take it one day at a time, and and just, it's going to be fluid, though. That's all I can tell you.